Brian, thank you so much for joining me and the listeners of Tag Talks for what uh, looks to be probably the wrap-up for our uh, first season of uh, Tag Talks Business in Hampton Roads. So thank you so much for joining me. Well, I'm delighted to be here, and I want to thank you for inviting me, number one. But number two, I want to congratulate you. Thanks. You've got 50 of these, I believe, or close to 50 yeah. under your belt now. Yeah. So I'm assuming you're a much better interviewer than I'm going to be an interviewee. So <laughs> thank you so much for doing this. I think these tag talks are spectacular. They they certainly uh, help inform our business community on best practices and, and, and other things, as well yeah. as uh, it helps market our, our chamber. So yeah. thank you, Tag, for doing this. Absolutely, absolutely. Can you give the listeners a, uh, some background about uh, yourself professionally and how that's led to where we are now as president and CEO of the chamber? Sure, and I'll, and I'll be brief because this, this isn't about me. It's, it's about the chamber and the great organization that we have. But uh, I'm very blessed in, in my professional career as well as my private life. Uh, but professionally, I'm on my third career. My first career was in the United States Army. I served for 27 years on active duty and and just a tremendous career, just uh, being able to get up every morning, put that uniform on and serve our nation and serve with so many great men and women in uniform was just a, a tremendous honor for me. Yeah, absolutely. You had a good weekend, by the way. Congratulations. Yes, yes. 15 so. nothing. So <laughs> it, it, it was a good Saturday. Army beat Navy. Sorry to my dad and all my Navy friends, but uh, <laughs> rough weekend. And uh, I was fortunate enough when I did retire from the Army that, uh, that I was selected uh, to be a president and CEO of a manufacturing company in San Antonio, Texas. So I moved to San Antonio from Hampton Roads okay. to, uh, to take that job, and uh, I just loved it. I had a, a master's degree in business, but let me tell you ah. something. Having a master's degree in business doesn't tell you, tell you enough that you need <laughs> to know in order to run a business, especially one as big and complex as that was. Yeah. And so I went through a, a very rapid growth period learning business, okay. learning all about the financial side, the marketing side, the supply chain side, uh, the quality control side, the engineering side, all of that gave me a great deal of, uh, of education on, on the business side. Yeah. Uh, when we decided that, uh, that we wanted to come back uh, to Hampton Roads, I was blessed again because uh, about the time that I decided I wanted to come back, my predecessor announced his retirement. Um, and, uh, and so I looked at that and I said, well, that looks like something I really wanted to do because I really wanted to get into uh, more of the nonprofit world. I wanted to get into more of uh, selfless leadership, giving back to the community in some way. And so uh, I, was, uh, I was fortunate enough that the, uh, the Hampton Roads Chamber Board of Directors at the time uh, put their trust and confidence in me, yeah. and uh, I'm extremely happy in this position. And uh, every day, I love getting up and coming to work and working with great people like you and, of course, all of our members out there. Well, we're lucky to have you. And, and how long ago was that now? It's been, what, six years? About six and a half years or so, wow. yeah. Wow, yeah, that's Time awesome. goes fast. Yeah. And how much, uh, my dad, growing up, my dad was, was a Navy officer, uh, managed squadrons and, and uh, air stations. How much um, management, because the one thing I was struck as a Navy brat growing up was how much running a base or, or, or a station was similar from the standpoints that you're still managing budgets, you're still managing people. Mm -hmm. 
how much did that conveyed over from your time with the Army and then into the the private sector and now with the nonprofit yeah, sector? Yeah, great question, Tag. Well, first of all, I clearly differentiate between leadership and management. Ah. As, you, as you said, you manage budget, budgets, you yeah. man, manage supply chains, you manage different parts of your organization. Yeah. You lead people. That's a great point. And so the commonality between whether it's in the military or whether it's in a, a business or whether it's in a nonprofit like we have, yeah. it's all about managing things and leading people to accomplish the task at a high standard of excellence. Gotcha. And so that's what we've tried to do here, and I think we have. We've yeah. done a great job here, got a great staff, and I think that, uh, that we're making a real difference in Hampton Roads. That's great. Um, so can you discuss a little bit uh, about the Chamber's mission um, and the role within the region and how that has changed uh, since you took over, say, six years ago, um, either mm -hmm. by purpose or by circumstance? Yeah. Well, I'm usually generally almost always very intentful about what I do, yep. so I don't believe that, that, that things uh, happen very in, in a positive way just by happenstance. Yeah. You've got to be intentional about it. Um, but you know, when I came here, like I said, the board of directors put a lot of trust and confidence in me, but I didn't know a lot about chamber. I'm not, I, yeah. I was not a chamber professional at the time. Yeah. So when I came in, I came in with big eyes, big ears, and a little mouth, and I listened a lot. And, um, and didn't talk a lot, and uh, I, I did all of, uh, a lot of research. Yeah. And I looked at a lot of convolute and mission statements and looked at other chambers and all what they did. And what I, what I found out, I keep in mind, in, in the Army I was an infantry guy. <laughs> so I like to keep things simple. Yeah. And, and so what I figured out was the role of the chamber in the region is to set the conditions so that businesses can be a success. Yeah. So we set conditions. Yeah. so that businesses can be a success. And we do it in a lot of different areas. Uh, I call these our strategic focus areas, if you will. Mm -hmm. First of all, we focus on economic development. Yeah. Economic development is all about growing jobs. And there's only three ways to grow jobs, Tag. Number one, and where it's really our sweet spot, is you set the conditions so that the existing businesses in the region are so successful that they have to create jobs and hire people in order to provide their product or service at a greater quantity than they're doing now. Gotcha. About 80% of job growth in healthy regions comes from existing business growth. Gotcha. The other economic development uh, area that we work on in, in collaboration with the Economic Development Alliance and other organizations, of course, is uh, a, a business attraction. Yeah. You try to set the conditions in the region, which is where we come in, that are so attractive that other businesses want to relocate or expand here in the Hampton Roads region. Yeah. And the third, of course, is creating the conditions so that entrepreneurs yes. can create a business, be successful at that business, and grow that business. So we have to yeah. create an entrepreneur ecosystem. Yeah. And so we operate in all three of those areas. The other strategic focus area that we work on is workforce development. Now we have mm -hmm. a phenomenal workforce development uh, uh, organization here in Hampton Roads ran by Sean Avery, but yeah. we work hand in glove with him to set the conditions so that we have a workforce to fill the needs of the business community, not just now, but into the future. Yeah. So 
He's doing gap analysis. He's figuring out how to connect the dots to ensure that we have the workforce that we need. And it's going to become even more important if we, uh, as we start looking at the, uh, the labor force needed for offshore wind and some of these other yeah. economic development activities that are really exciting for us, which we can talk about Absolutely. here in a minute. Yeah. The third area that we work on is infrastructure development. If you think about what businesses need from an infrastructure perspective to be a success, yeah. we've got to help create that. Transportation, you've got to get their workforce to work, to and from work, you've got to get customers to and from your, your place of business, you've got to have an efficient and effective multimodal transportation system. Yeah. So we work with HRT, we work with the PDC, TPO, we work with other organizations to ensure that we have a robust, efficient and effective transportation system. Yeah. You think about energy, businesses need an abundance of cost efficient, Absolutely. clean energy. Yeah. And so, you know, that's why we, we work to ensure they've got the, the gas, the electricity, all the other energy needs that they have. And again, that's why we're so excited about the offshore wind opportunity, yeah. because it's going to provide just a, a rich wealth of energy source to the region. Yeah. Uh, think of things like bandwidth. I mean, you need internet. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's even more important now with this pandemic, with all the kids doing homeschooling and all that. Yeah. And, and so we're working with other organizations to ensure that they've got uh, internet. Um, you look at other conditions that need to be set from an infrastructure per perspective, and, and, and this gets a little complicated, but we're talking about laws, we're talking about regulations, we're talking about requirements that are put on businesses mm -hmm. that we feel are, are not in their best interest or maybe in their best interest, so we advocate on their, on their behalf. Yeah. The fourth strategic area, and it fits in with all these others, is quality of life. We want there to be an Great outstanding point. quality of life here in Hampton Roads because people don't want to live, work, and raise families <laughs> where there's not a good quality of life. Absolutely. And so uh, we work to ensure that we have a, a safe environment here. So we support yeah. all of our police forces and first responders. Uh, we, we work to ensure that there are parks and, and, and bike trails and all those things. Yeah. We work to ensure that there's a, a nice downtown area in Norfolk or Virginia Beach or, or Portsmouth or whatever, because yeah. a lot of the younger generations want to live, work, and, and, uh, and raise their families in that type of environment. Yeah. And so we work on economic development, workforce development, infrastructure development, and quality of life issues yeah. to ensure that the conditions are set for businesses to be a success. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very complex mission, <laughs> which is another reason why I'm, I'm so fortunate and I've got such a great staff that does their work uh, so well, yeah. and I think we're doing a great job uh, for our region. Absolutely. And, and the one part I think, um, especially being on the membership side, we, we talk a lot with people that, that kind of see the, the older traditional chambers uh, from the standpoint of, of being a valuable networking uh, mm -hmm source, which it still is, um, but I do think to a certain extent you, we tend to lose sight sometimes, not we within the organization, but outside the organization of the value placed on the work that we do from an advocacy standpoint. Absolutely. And, and we've been very lucky at this chamber to have had some exceptional professionals within our advocacy team and continue to have what I see as the future of our advocacy team with, with Emily Reynolds. Can you talk a little bit about those efforts and, and how that plays such a huge role in what we do um, literally every single day of the year? Absolutely, and, and, and again, our advocacy efforts is extremely important to what we do 
in the context of setting the conditions for businesses to be yeah. a success. And I'll, I'll go back to that in a minute, but we, you mentioned networking and, and, and connecting businesses and, and building social capital and all that. That's a big part of what we do too, mm -hmm. which is one of the big roles that you play. Again, setting the conditions so that businesses can be success. So we provide programs and services to our members. Yeah. You know, we have leadership programs. We have uh, women programs. We have minority programs. We have education programs. We have all kinds of programs that our members can tap into to help them be a success, and that's very important. Yeah. Now, from a legislative perspective, we know that local, state, and federal legislation has a big impact on, on our businesses. Yeah. And so we look at what's happening at the local level. So we are looking at city councils and mayors and their agendas and what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, and if they're passing legislation that either, that either helps businesses, we'll support it. Mm -hmm. If it, we think it's gonna hurt businesses, then we'll go in and advocate to, to kill that legislation. We do the same at the, at, at the state level with our General Assembly. Yeah. We have approximately 30 General Assembly members uh, that represent Hampton Roads, both in the House of Delegates and the Senate. Wow. We've got great relations with all of them, and we talk to them on a routine basis, and they know our position. Yeah. And then, of course, we've got four uh, members of Congress, and we've got two senators. Same thing with them. So we watch legislation at those three levels. And in regard to our legislative uh, agendas at the local, state, and federal level, I will say this, Tag. We are unapologetic about being pro-business. Absolutely. That's what our members expect. If you think of it this way, our members are giving us money in order to represent them. Yeah. And so we're unapologetic about it. We're, they are basically hiring us to be lobbyists on their behalf. Yeah. And so we don't apologize for it. So when we go talk to legislators at the local, state, or federal level, they know we're coming in from a pro-business perspective and we're unapologetic about it. Yeah. And we're gonna let them know that this legislation is gonna hurt businesses and they should not approve it. And conversely, if we think it'll help businesses, we highly support this. We want you to vote on behalf of this legislation because it'll do this, this, and this, which is positive for our business community. Yeah. But again, we're unapologetic about it. <laughs> um, so along those lines, you've come in, uh, you're not from the chamber environment to begin with, um, and five, six years ago, you step into the role. Since that time, what, what would you say had been your, your greatest challenge um, within the chamber, either yourself as you've taken over or for the chamber, um, as maybe the roles have changed with what we've been trying to accomplish, say, in the last five years? Yeah, another good question, Tag. Um, internal to the chamber, the challenges haven't been that great, to be honest with you. And, and again, it's because we've, had, we've got great people. I mean, we've got people working at the chamber that understand the mission, they have a passion for the mission, um, and they're all in. And they work extremely hard to support the business community here in Hampton Roads. Yeah. Uh, so it's just a matter of guiding and directing some really good people to accomplish the mission at a high standard of excellence. And that's, that's not a challenge, that's a pleasure. Yeah. Um, sometimes I think my role is to stay out of the way, like with you, <laughs> and it is to, to, to try to get involved and screw things up. Um, from a, a regional perspective, I think the number one challenge has been um, that of regional collaboration. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, when I got here, 
the, 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 the rhetoric was there's no collaboration, that the, that the yeah. 17 municipalities don't work together, the business community doesn't work together, you've got silos everywhere, nobody talks, nobody communicates, nobody wants to work together. And to a certain extent, that was true. Yeah. I will tell you, though, that things have changed dramatically in the last five years. Yeah. And I'm happy to say that that now is old rhetoric. Yeah. That's an old narrative. It's lingering. It's a legacy narrative. You still have people saying that, mm -hmm. but they're usually people that really don't know what's going on in the region. Yeah. I'm happy to tell you that from my perspective, the municipalities are working closer together than they, they have the five or six years that I've been here. Yeah. I know for a fact that they're talking, they're collaborating, they're working together uh, because they realize, as we do, that the region is the organizational structure for our economy, not the municipality. Obviously, uh, the constituents in the municipality elect them, so they've got to address the needs, wants, and concerns of their constituents. Yeah. But they also understand that a rising tide floats all boats. Yeah, absolutely. And they clearly understand that. Yeah. And they know that they have to work together with the other municipalities. I can also tell you that our business community, our nonprofit community, and our education community understands that as well. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to getting things done in Hampton Roads, key leaders, key organizations throughout this region will come together, they'll work together for the, the good of the entire region, and it's happening. Uh, I am very fortunate that I'm in a group that meets uh, two or three times a week yeah. of regional leaders. And I can tell you that we are all friends, we all trust each other, we all get, get along together, yeah. and we help each other, not just with the accomplishment of that other organization's mission, mm -hmm. but we certainly dialogue and, and, and strategize and, and, and try to formulate solution sets for the issues, challenges, concerns of our region. Yeah. And to, to the credit of the leadership, this was happening pre-COVID. So, yeah. so the reality was this didn't, didn't all just come together because of, of the situation in, we're in right now. But it had been a decades long, if not longer, mm -hmm. issue for this area. So what do you attribute to be, what was the catalyst for that? What, what in the last five to 10 years has, has facilitated that, that collaboration that took so long for us to reach? Yeah, I think two things, Tag. Um, one, uh, we've had a lot of leadership changes in the region. Yeah. And with changes in personnel comes changes in philosophy and, yeah. and uh, modus operandi and, and, and different attitudes. And I think that's been very positive. Mm -hmm. We've got some great regional leaders here that are pr relatively young in the big scheme of things. I yeah. mean, you know, you've got uh, uh, Bob Crum with the PDC TPO, been here four or five years. You've got Kevin Page with the HR TAC, been here four or five years. You got Doug Smith now in the, in the uh, Hampton Roads Economic Development Alliance, been yep. here a year, maybe two. Yeah. Um, you know, you got William Harrell, been there five or six years. You've got HRT, I'm, uh, Sean Avery, uh, four or five years, the Workforce Council. You look at all of our mayors, they're all gonna be different mm -hmm. from four or five years ago now. Yeah. You know, you look at our city managers. City man exactly. You know, yeah. Good, great friend of mine, Chip Fowler, city manager of, of, of Norfolk, has been there 16 months. He's the senior city manager <laughs> yeah. in Hampton Roads now. Yep. But like I said, change with change comes opportunity. With yeah. change comes different attitudes. These new leaders in the region, elected and unelected, clearly understand the power of collective impact. Yeah. Coming together, 
working on a solution to the problems that are affecting the, the community, whether it's the business community or, or, or whatever, education community, working together collaboratively gets more done than trying to solve things uh, individually. The chamber initiated about five years ago, reinitiated about five years ago, a program we call interregional visits. Yeah. Those interregional visits is where we do a great deal of analysis with the help of uh, some local economists to figure out what regions are the most like us, however, are doing significantly better than us economically. Yeah. And we put together a committee, we plan the trip, and we look at certain things in those regions, but mostly we look at best practices. What are the best practices that, that, are, that are causing you to be much better than we are at whatever? creating jobs, uh, creating a sense of place, uh, you know, transportation, whatever it is that we decide to look at. Yeah. One of the common threads on every interregional we, we went to was that um, those regions collaborate on a routine basis. Gotcha. It has become part of their culture. Yeah. You know, I've had regional leaders in other regions that says, we don't make a decision economic development, workforce development, infrastructure, whatever, we don't make a decision that we don't pull the regional leadership together and discuss it. Yeah. And then once we're all in agreement that this is the course of action we, we take, and then we, we may take the lead on it and affect the, uh, the program or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, that's true regional collaboration. So it's, it, it, it's the public and private sector coming together, working for the greater good of the organization is a common theme of all successful regions, and that's what we're trying to implement here in Hampton Roads. Yeah. Well, and I, I know from organizations like Thrive um, mm -hmm. and, and a lot of the young professional organizations throughout the community, I think one positive to your point is that from a generational standpoint, that's all some of these new professionals know. Mm -hmm. that they don't know what we all talked about see from 20, 30, 40 years ago. It's, it's exactly, the, other than the lines drawn on a map, they really don't see those boundaries. Um, so I do think that trend's only gonna strengthen in the coming years because of the fact that that new young leadership is gonna continue to just see us as one region rather than a series of 17 municipalities. Um, so I guess to a certain extent it would seem that <clears throat> The challenge was also one of your greatest successes as well, because obviously that is already starting to, to bear the uh, the fruit of their labor. Um, are there any other successes that you're proud of from the last five or six years since you've come on board that, that really stand out, especially as we headed into this most unusual of years? Well, you know, just working with other regional organizations to ensure that our economy is growing. You know, 2019 was a banner year. Yeah. It was a banner year for the business community in Hampton Roads, and it was a banner year for this chamber. We had the best year in the history of the Hampton Roads Chamber in 2019. Yeah. So we're extremely proud of that. Another thing I'm proud of, and I give all credit to, uh, to the chamber staff, is the fact that a few years ago we were able to attain a U.S. Chamber of Commerce five-star accreditation. Yeah. Now what that means, TAG, is that operationally you're operating at the highest level of chambers in the United States. Five-star is the highest level of accreditation you can get. Last wow. time I looked, there was somewhere between 100 and 120, somewhere in that ballpark, wow. of chambers in the United States, and there's over 7,000 chambers in the United States wow. that have achieved that. So that means, and this is for the members out there, 
we're in the top 1% operationally of all chambers, which means we're pretty good at what we do. Yeah. And I'm extremely proud of that because it was the staff that made that happen. It was the staff that decided they wanted to, to, to set the conditions to achieve that high standard of excellence and then work towards it and get it. And again, I'm very proud of that five-star accreditation. That's great. Um, so as we work through this year and, and look to the future, um, there's the obvious challenges that we're going to have to work through simply because of the environment with which we're in. Um, but as you look even further out over the next, say, five years, mm -hmm. what are your hopes for, for the chamber and for the business community? What, what do you see as that, that next goal, um, having reached some of that, that pinnacle in 19? Obviously, mm -hmm. we've had to reset some of those. Um, but with all things being equal, what, do you, what are your hopes for, yeah. for five, ten years down the road? Yeah. Well, we haven't talked much about COVID and the impact it's had on the business community, but it's, it's been significant. Yeah. Um, Two-thirds of businesses have indicated to us that COVID has had either a, a significant or extremely significant impact on their business. Wow. Two-thirds wow. of the businesses have said that. Wow. There are businesses that are, that, that are quite frankly going out of business right now. We're trying yeah. to help them, as you well know, because you're involved in it. Yeah. Um, so it's had a, a tremendous impact. So when I look to the future, the first thing is recovery. Yeah. The first thing is recovery. And this goes back to a, the, the previous questions we were talking about collaboration. About seven or eight months ago, a group of regional leaders came together to include me, and we decided that we were going to put together an action plan. We're very pleased that we have developed now with, with over 150 businesses and over 1,000 business leaders out there have participated in this. We've put together an action plan we call 757 Recovery and Resilience Action Plan. Yeah. This action plan is, just as the name implies, it's got actionable items to recover and subsequently make the business community more resilient than what it is uh, right now. It, it's, it's centered around five key strategic imperatives, and I'll list them for you today. Build regional unity. That goes back to regionalism. Yeah. Build regional unity. Second, grow new jobs. I told you the three ways to, know, uh, to grow uh, jobs, and so yeah. we're working extremely hard to ensure that we achieve all three of those and grow new jobs. Grow, retain, and attract talent. Talent attraction, talent retention is absolutely critical for economic development within the region, and so we're working extremely hard on, hard on that. Grow resiliency. We want businesses yeah. to be more resilient coming out of COVID at, after they recover. So in case another disaster, whether it's a pandemic, hopefully not in our lifetime, yeah. but a natural disaster or anything happens, they've got conditions set that allow them to be more resilient. And then of course, advance regional infrastructure. If you think about the things that I was talking about at the very beginning in our four strategic focus areas, uh, economic development, workforce development, infrastructure, quality of life. Then you look at these five, building regional unity, growing new jobs, grow, retain, and attract talent, grow resiliency, advanced infrastructure. It's the same thing. Yeah. But the good thing about this is we're all working together now. Yeah. Every regional organization is part of this. We're working together to set those conditions for recovery and resiliency. Under those, we've got 30 results-oriented programs, of which the Chamber's in charge of, uh, of numerous of those programs. Um, but uh, here's, here's the challenge. 
We believe optimistically that recovery is going to take 12 to 18 months. Yeah. 12 to 18 months from the time we've got the, uh, the, the, uh, the vaccinations mm -hmm. and people are comfortable with going back into businesses, restaurants, going back to concerts or whatever. Yeah. Optimistically, and I'm listening to the news just like everybody else, we're looking at next May, June, July timeframe. So wow. May, June, July of 2021 is when the recovery starts. Yeah. So you're looking at 2022 before we are, are, are really recovered. So our goal with this committee and this resiliency and action plan is to truncate that time as much as we can. Gotcha. So optimistically a year. So we're looking at summer of 2022 before we have the, the Hampton Roads economy back. And our definition of where we want, want to be as far as recovery is, is where we ended 2029 or, or, or 2019. Yeah. You know, yeah. 2019 was kind of the benchmark. I mean, we, you know, I told you it was a banner year. So how soon can we get back to the economic data we had with the low uh, unemployment rates, the, the creation of jobs, the, the, the high GDP, all that kind of, how yeah. soon can we get back to those levels? We're hoping it'll be summer of 2022. We know for a fact that this action plan will help us get there. And it, the, the great thing about it, like I said, this was a regional effort. Yeah. This was regional business leaders, regional elective leader, elected leaders, all coming together to say we need to ensure that we develop a plan that's gonna help us recover and then subsequently make us more resilient. Yeah. And so um, I think that's a big part of our future looking ahead at least uh, two years from now. Yeah. Um, a lot of exciting things going on in Hampton Roads. If you look at the tremendous assets that we have. I mean, we've got just a large population of military. I think the second largest population of military in the United States. Yeah. We've got one of the highest population of veterans in the United States. We've got beaches. You know, we have 600 miles of, uh, of water line to include the rivers, 600 wow. miles. So if you like water, <laughs> You know, which everybody yeah. does. Everybody yep. wants to live on the water. They want to play on the water, you know, all Absolutely. that. Hampton Roads is it. 600 yeah. miles. People don't realize that. We've got the largest military base. We've got uh, several intercontinental subsea cables coming into Virginia Beach, which is going to give us just more bandwidth than you ever thought about. So we got to capitalize on that for economic development purposes. Yeah. We have uh, two wind turbines 27 miles off the coast of Virginia Beach with 220 or 230 more coming in yeah. over the next several years, creating uh, literally thousands of jobs. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things going on in Hampton Roads, and I tell you this, Tag, because we've got to do a better job of selling ourselves, yeah. marketing ourselves. Yeah. We've got a compelling story. But again, going back to that le legacy rhetoric that we don't work together, we got to get over that now, and we got to say, hey, Hampton Roads as a region has all these assets. Yeah, it's absolutely. not just one municipality or other. So I see us really coming together, together as a region and marketing ourselves as a region. The other thing is we've got to guard against losing our pro-business environment here. Mm -hmm. You know, we're the number one state to do, uh, to do business yeah. right now. And we've got a lot of new elected officials in, 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 uh, in office right now. We've got to ensure that they're educated on what the business community needs to, in order to continue to create jobs. 
Yeah. Because bottom line is, it's all about people being employed. You know, you don't yeah. want people on unemployment. You don't want people uh, unemployed. So um, that's why we've got to make sure that we've got a, a, a pro-business uh, pro business environment. So all those things over the next five years are what we're going to be working on. Marketing the region as a region. Uh, ensuring that these economic development activities like offshore wind, intercontinental cables, and others go in. Uh, we could talk about shovel-ready sites to ensure we get some uh, large manufacturing in here and other things, yeah. but I see all that happening. I see the future of Hampton Roads as very bright, Yeah, very bright, and I'm just uh, so proud that this chamber is a part of it. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to, to sit and talk with me and, and talk with uh, the listeners of Tech Talks Business. Um, thank you, um, as, uh, as my boss, of letting me have this platform to reach out to the Hampton Roads business community. It's been an uh, absolute pleasure to get to do this over the last year and, and, and here get ready to wrap up season one as we head to the holidays. But I'm excited to kick off season two in January. Uh, but thank you for everything you've been doing for the, for the chamber, for the community. Um, for, for the 757 as a whole. I know it's greatly appreciated. So thank you. Um, congratulations on your success, the success of the chamber, and uh, my best to, to you and your family as we get to kick off the, uh, the holiday season in, in formal. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Tag. It's been a pleasure as always. I appreciate all that you're doing. And uh, what I'd say to your listeners, if you're not a member of the Hampton Rose Chamber, Talk to Tag Counts. He can help you. <laughs> Always appreciate the plug. So thanks again, and thank you to the listeners of Tag Talks Business, and uh, we'll see you in the new year.